Welcome to the Financial Heartbeat Podcast with Mike Klauke. In this podcast, we talk about overcoming the challenges families and business owners face in their financial lives. We discuss big and small life events, the implications, and how to plan ahead and control what you can. Let us help you redefine the retirement that's in front of you into a better one. Now, on to today's episode. Hello and welcome back to part two of our podcast with my cloud kitty. And now we're going to dive into uh, a little bit different of territory with the second part of the podcast. We're going to talk more and more about some of the biggest fears that people have in retirement. So, Mike, uh, why don't you kind of give us a little bit of color here and give us some direction on where we're going today? Well, yeah, it's interesting because when I sit down with people, Matt, I sit down with people you know, on a weekly basis. In fact, I just got done with an appointment a little while ago where I have a business owner that is talking about retiring, but he's going to do it half time, which is really cool. He's hired a salesperson now to be in his business and they're going to actually allow him to step back. So he's going to do less selling. But, you know, when we sat down and we talk, we, it, it always, there are basically four major fears that people have. And I actually like to add a fifth fear that that doesn't make any of the lists, but I think it's really important. But the four biggest financial fears, especially, is living too long, my health care costs are going to go up, prices are going to rise too much, and then I pick the absolute worst time to retire and the market crashes. And Matt, when you look at those four topics, and then the fifth topic I like to talk about, which is a huge fear of retirement, is what the heck am I going to do? You know, people laugh when I say that, Matt, but I think there's something to that. You know, what am I going to do tomorrow? What am I going to get up and go accomplish? I mean, especially, and again, I do a lot of work with business owners, Matt, and bottom line is, is that, you know, most of my business owners, the business is their life. Yeah. So what are they going to do, Matt, once they retire? Well, I love that you talk about that, Mike, because I think that's one of the things that separates you from other advisors. Uh, that fifth point, right? No, living too long, health care costs, prices rise, and the market poops itself. Those are all very valid concerns, but but some of them are are a little bit more of a uh, not necessarily a, a an outlier. But what is really important is is so many of your business owners identify that's part of who they are as a human. When they wake up tomorrow and they don't have to go to work, uh, I mean, you can only do so much fishing and so much golf, man. Right. <laughs> Well, and that's really it because again, you know, part of, part of like this person that I just talked to, I mean, he gets up in the morning, he goes in, he gets his people ready to rock and roll and they go do their things and he solves problems and he answers phone calls, but then he takes his half hour and he goes and has breakfast with a bunch of different business owners at other places. And like he said, you know, it's not as much fun to go do that probably once you're retired than it is now. That's why I think it's so important that when you're getting ready to retire, you really sit down and not only do you have to take a financial inventory, but you have to take a personal inventory and say, what am I going to do? Now, I've got all kinds of people doing all kinds of different things, but the biggest thing that I see when people are happy in retirement is, yes, the first couple of weeks or the month or a couple of months, it's like being on vacation, Matt. But then one day you wake up and go, I'm really not going to go back to work. I think you have to have a plan for when that day happens because, you know, heck, it's a concern I have. My golf game isn't that good. <laughs> and, you know, the other problem here in, you know, and you're in Michigan, I'm in Wisconsin, is right now I got a mountain of snow behind me. What am I going to do in the winter? Yeah. And, you know, so I think it's really important for that business owner to, to do it. And in a case like this, if you can figure out a way 
to stay involved in your business where you're not hurting your business. And in this case, his partners are excited that he's going to be around, but he's going to get to do the part of the business that he thinks is fun. And he's there to add his expertise. But yet on the other hand, he's going to let other people go. And that's the other huge thing, though, Matt, for a business owner, is if you do go into that sort of a style, you've got to step back. You've yeah. got to let other people you know, do their thing. You know, we've referred to that in the past as like the sage role, the old man in the corner role or the old lady in the corner that you can go to to ask questions. But other than that, they're really not too involved. But I think it's interesting that you use that as number five because it's actually very closely tied to number one. So many people are afraid that they're going to live too long in retirement, Mike. But if you don't have something to retire to, your lifespan is greatly reduced. Right. That's the biggest thing. I mean, uh, you know, I say to people all the time, Matt, my goal is to have you retire by choice one time only. And, you know, people are always like, well, of course, you don't want people. No, 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 you don't understand. I've had a ton of people that have retired by choice one time, Matt, go back to work, <laughs> you know, because it's like, my God, I've done this for a few months. Now I'm bored or I'm ready to, you know, my spouse and I, blah, 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 all the different reasons. Sometimes they just want to go back because it's fun to go back and have a place to go and have people to talk to and, you know, have a have a purpose in life. So I think that that's really, really, really huge. Now, what happens on the flip side of that, though? So let's say they do have something to retire to. How can we protect them from outliving their money? Well, that's a huge issue, and a lot of it is by having a very good income plan. You must have a plan, and, and that's one of the biggest fears that people have is that, you know, first and foremost, one of the things that you can do to make sure that you're not going to outlive your money is really have a good spending control. Because where I see people making their biggest mistakes in retirement is they come in with a spending, you know, like a set of this is what I'm going to spend a month. And then they don't realize that in those first few years, they're going to spend substantially more. That's why you hire someone like me to be part of your team. Because the first thing I'm going to do when I look at those numbers is I'm probably going to start multiplying them a bit. Or I'm going to recommend that we build some extra cash or some extra money in a pot so that when you do find that cool thing that you want to do the one time, that you don't go into your long-term assets. The other thing is I think it's imperative that we figure out a way that we protect a base income amount. We need to make sure that we have guaranteed income, income that's going to be there to take care of you, you know, once you're retired and, and that it's going to cover your essentials. Because if that income is going to be there every month, no matter what happens, whether that's through your pension, through Social Security, through some sort of, you know, it can be a whole bunch of different vehicles. It can be just putting money, basically having maybe a 10-year amount of money in a very safe, liquid type account. Bottom line is you have to have a plan so that no matter what, you're not going to outlive your money. And that's why we sit down with people. And one of the things we do as people retire is we set up income plans, Matt. And I think that's really important so that you know where your next paycheck is coming. Because the one thing you give up when you retire is a paycheck. Absolutely. You know, the wealthy, the uber rich have those plans in place. And I know that you have the education in the background uh, to to walk your 
regular Joe people who are, you know, business owners or people living in your community through some of the same techniques for that income that not a lot of other people know about. So I just wanted to highlight that because, Mike, I've known you for a while. All right. The next thing that we have to plan for, which is absolutely terrifying to me uh, because I have aging parents, is health care costs. What in God's name do we do about that? Well, again, there's not a ton that you can do other than you have to be diligent you know, every year. Now, the biggest thing you have to understand is that if you're going to retire before age 65, where you can get on Medicare, that you really have to have a lot of money put away to take care of those health care costs. Now, the good news is once you turn 65, you are eligible for Medicare. But then every year, you need to review your Medicare coverage. You need to make sure that it's going to work. And you need to make sure that it still fits where you're at. And, you know, having that will help sort of offset those health care costs. The other thing that you have we talk with our clients about is long term care, whether or not, you know, if one of you is if you're a husband and a wife and you're going into a nursing home, do we have you covered for that? What sort of protection is there? And we certainly can talk about that. And then we, again, in your income plan, build hedges in to help pay for that health insurance as the costs go up. Inflation is something that I know a lot of calculators take into a take into account, right? There's some great financial planning tools that help with this, but you were just talking about, you know, doing some multiplication. How does one even have an idea on what inflation or increases in cost of living are going to be? Has there been a consistent average over the last 50 years? Well, you know, a lot of people use 4%. Honestly, Matt, it really depends on the part, the area you're in. And then the other problem with inflation is what they count. Do you know, Matt, that the consumer price index doesn't actually even put fuel or gas or any of that in it? You know, they typically don't even have a whole bunch of things that, you know, they take out all the volatile things. Well, isn't that sort of crazy, Matt? Don't you want to have the stuff that's going to go up be in the index? Well, absolutely. And the fact that, you know, gas prices just within the last 10 years have fluctuated by so much. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you never are sure. I mean, it could be $4 or it could be $2. But bottom line is, again, what we try to do, I try to build a 4 to 5% sort of factor in so that you know that every five years, no matter what, you're going to get a raise. That's how we build our plans. And then we sit down and we talk about, do we want it to be 3%? Do we want it to be 4%? Do we want it to be 5%? It's really up to you and me to talk about and to figure out what makes the most sense. But again, you put that into the plan. And a lot of times what I'll do, Matt, is I'll show people a couple different shots. I'll show you what a 2% looks like, but then I'll also show you what a 5% looks like. And that shows you how much money you have to have before you retire to stay at that same standard of living that you're currently at. I also like the fact that you can run multiple scenarios, like if you sell your house, if you buy a second house, if you downsize your house, if you, you know... Don't buy a new car every three years. I love that you have the opportunity to run a lot of those scenarios because a lot of people don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone in 20 years. Well, and and this document has to be a living, breathing document. I mean, I got a phone call recently from a client who, you know, had bought some property and now she bought through an inheritance, got a farm that's next to her property. And she wants her daughter to move into this property and her daughter's going to buy it from her over time and pay her. But we needed to come up with some cash so that they could fix it up. 
you know, yes, we were able to go in and we put the plan together because now she'll get some different income from her daughter. And we were able to figure out, okay, it makes sense. Well, I'm not a big borrower in retirement, but in this case, it made sense to go borrow some money because it'll allow the daughter to move into a house and then we'll pay the mom income. Plus it keeps that property in the family. And, and that's one of the things we do, Matt, is we sit down with our people as life happens. Because the one thing I'm sure of is whatever we plan for tomorrow, Matt, do you think it's going to happen exactly <laughs> that way? <laughs> oh, I mean, man, Mike, I wish that was the case. I've, I've done this a long time. The only thing I'm sure of, you know, I, I was just saying that to my wife. I mean, when I look at, you know, where my family is, if you had told me my daughter, Allison, would be, you know, who went to Carroll University for a theater arts management major, Matt, three and a half years later is now an assistant brand marketing manager at Sartori Cheese in Plymouth, Wisconsin. I... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I wouldn't. I mean, the and, and the point is, it's been a fabulous journey, and she's learned a ton. But we don't know. The one thing I'm sure about life is I don't know where it's going. Yeah, you know, you can have dreams, you can have hopes, you can have ambitions, but you have to have a financial plan, and you have to have a person that you're working with that, as your world changes, it changes. You it, the plan has to change, but I think you also need to have an advisor that there's times I'm going to say, you know, we can do that. But understand, by doing this, the live too long now comes into play. Right. Because I think you hire me to be very direct and very honest. So that three years out, if all of a sudden you're saying, geez, I need $2,000 more a month because I bought this, that's going to have an effect in your plan. And I think you have to have that honest conversation with your clients. I love that you talk about the go, go, slow, go, and no go. Would you mind uh, telling everybody what those three things are? Well, yeah, in the early years, it's go-go. You're going to rock and roll, and you're going to be seeing people, and you're going to be doing things, and you're going to be traveling. Now, I'm, help, I'm hoping a lot of my clients will do that before they actually retire and do that while they're working. A lot of companies now are letting people take longer vacations, even if it's not paid, you know, so you could do some of the go-go's. Then the slow go is where, you know, you've done the traveling, you've gone a lot of places. And, you know, here's, here's the example I give. I had a client who, you know, he and his wife, they would every year go to Florida. It was, they would have fun. They would travel. They always loved to go. And we would always meet in about October because they'd be gone in November and I'd see them again in April. About seven or eight years ago, I called them and they said, you know, Mike, the good news is we found something out. And I said, well, what's that? You know, the temperature here stays at 72 degrees. And Matt, you're going, Mike, you live in Wisconsin. The temperature <laughs> in December is not 72 degrees. But it is inside their house. <laughs> you uh. know? And what he said to me is, you know, Mike, all of our friends that we went to Florida with and we did, a lot of them are gone. Hell you know, we'd rather stay with our family here. You know, we don't want to go anymore. So we're going to stay home. Now, that didn't mean that they still couldn't go do things. That didn't mean he didn't go play cards every week. It didn't mean that they didn't go out to eat. It didn't mean that they came. They lived about 20 miles out of town into town all the time. It just meant that if it snowed, they didn't go. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, he's in the in the no-go mode. Right now, you know, his wife has passed, you know, and now he's in assisted living. And so in the early years, you go-go, you spend a lot of money. In the middle years is sort of the slow-go where you don't typically spend as much. And then the no-go time is where you actually spend a lot of money because then you're typically in some sort of a system, you know, like assisted living, 
where he's spending about $4,000 a month. And again, the plan has to work to make all of that work. Let's talk about more about the, the cash flow aspects and debt. Help us yeah. understand how those play a part in having a successful retirement. Well, the first thing I tell everybody that I, I've done this for 30 plus years one of the things I've seen, especially with my clients, and my, my clients are, are, are in general regular everyday workers, you know, is if you can go into retirement with as little debt as possible, that, that's spectacular. I mean, that's exactly what you want to do is have as little debt as possible. Because think about if you've got that mortgage payment that you're paying 1000 or $1,500 a month every month, and then that goes away, that really helps your cash flow. Because, you know, if you're paying $1,000 in a mortgage, you probably have to make about $1,500 by the time you pay taxes to do that. So if you can be as close to debt-free as you can when you retire, that's huge. Now, that doesn't mean you may not have a car loan or may not have a little loan here or there, or you might have to use a line of credit once in a while. But if you cannot have a big debt, you know, that's really going to help because if you've got those bills paid for, obviously you need a lot less money to live on. And then what we do is we just build a plan, which I think is, I, I love the income, the, the software that we have, and we build a whole bunch of buckets with different expectations and different plans. But what I like about it is like in the first 10 years, Matt, for me to hit my numbers, I need to earn, you know, 2% or less. Mm. You know, bottom line is we are very, very, very conservative, which I think is, is important. You know, and, and the top interest rate that we're projecting out is, is, is I think, in, in most cases, 7%. You know, and that's over like a 25-year period. Bottom line is we're not going to be super aggressive. And we have some vehicles. If you say, Mike, I want to have guarantees, we've got ways that we can do that with income. So we can build a base plan that is 100% guaranteed. We can create a private pension if you want us to. Now, do you have conversations with people who are really looking to exponentially decrease their expenses and, and maybe leave the country or go to, you know, move in with their children? Help, help us understand some of the other auxiliary things that you talk about when it comes to a successful retirement. Well, I've had a couple of clients talk about leaving the country. But, you know, most people in Wisconsin consider leaving the country like going to Minnesota. Um, but, <laughs> but bottom line is that isn't really, a you know, I've, I've certainly worked with people in that scenario, but that's not something I run across all the time. Huh. I have lately, though, been having a whole bunch of my clients either moving closer to grandkids or moving in. You know, I, I have one client that their, their, uh, their son-in-law actually built or bought a property and remodeled it. And actually, is their parents are renting it from them. They live about, oh, about uh, 20 miles away from them. And basically, the son-in-law, because both he and his daughter are professionals, and I mean, the daughter the daughter was a part of this. I mean, they, they talk about the son-in-law doing it. But bottom line is, they wanted them to be closer. And they said, you know, why do you want to own a piece of property anymore? Why don't you just sell your home, move up here, rent from us? We can use it from a tax standpoint. And it really worked well for everybody. I was a part of it. I worked with the other folks' financial advisor there. I mean, my clients worked with me. And we put together a heck of a plan that worked really well for everybody. And it, it was really cool. And, the, and, and my clients are ecstatic because now grandma is about mm, 20 minutes away from grandkids. Mm. And the clients are ecstatic because, you know, 
one of the toughest things and and my wife and I growing up not having family nearby is what do you do Matt and you've got little ones or had little ones when all of a sudden it's two in the morning and it's like oh my god who's going to take care of her kids because they're sick yeah my mine uh mine are much like yours they're they're definitely not as little anymore but oh my goodness do I remember that and we were in the same situation where we weren't close to family and we you know it would have been just great to have grandparents nearby all right to wrap up today's podcast what are some of the like like just kind of wrap this all up in a great bow for us well I mean you know so what can you do to have a more sex successful financial retirement set realistic spending limits I think that's huge have a well-defined income plan for your buckets. This is a big one. <laughs> Do not get hijacked by other people. And I bet you, Matt, you're going, yeah, what, what, uh, yeah what does that mean? Elaborate on that. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, somebody calls up and has a great idea of how you should lend them money or how you yeah. should give them money. Or, you know, I'm all about helping your kids or helping your relatives, but you can't do that at the expense of your own income. So don't allow yourself to be hijacked. And then really make sure you understand how you're going to be spending your money, especially early on, because it will be more than you think it's going to be. And that's why I think it's so important to sit down to help create a plan. And what we do, again, I love to work with people three, four, five years before retirement so you can get used to us and we can get used to you so we can get your assets put in a good place and we can build this plan with some experience over time so we really get to know each other which I think is is just a great way to go. Mike, thank you very, very much for walking us through this today. I thought this was fantastic. Uh, any any other closing thoughts before we wrap up today? Well, just give us a call at 782-1642. We'd love to sit down. We never charge for an initial visit. We will go over exactly how we work. We'll talk to you about what the costs, what the fees are, but we're going to also give you a whole bunch of great ideas, and, and we really want to be your financial coach. That's what we're good at. That's what we do. And we'd love to be part of your financial team. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time Mike comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you know somebody who could use this information, it's very, very easy to just click the share button and send this as an email, say you share it on Facebook or any other social media or even in a text message. Um, so for everybody at Clocky Investments, this is Matt Hallern, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thank you for listening to the Financial Heartbeat Podcast with Mike Klauke. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you have questions for Mike, please call him at 608-782-1642. Visit his website at www.klaukefinancial.com or stop in for a visit at 635 2nd Avenue South on Alaska, Wisconsin, 54650. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Klauke Investments and Insurance does not give legal or tax advice. Klauke Investments and Insurance and Securities America, Inc. are separate entities.